Section 20, Volume 3 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 3, Section 20. When it was the one hundred and fifty-seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the slave-girl continued to Abu al-Hasan. But when my lady heard this verse, she fell back on the sofa in a swoon, and seized her hand and sprinkled rose-water on her face, till she revived when I said to her, O my lady, expose not thyself and all thy palace containeth. By the life of thy beloved, be thou patient. She replied, Can aught before me worse than death, which indeed I seek, for by Allah my ease is therein? Whilst we were thus talking, another damsel sang these words of the poet. Quoth they, May be that patient lend thee ease. Quoth I, Since fared he where is patience place? Convenant he made twixt me and him to cut the cords of patience at our last embrace. And as soon as she had finished her verse, Shams al-Nahar swooned away once more, which when the caliph saw, he came to her in haste and commanded the wine to be removed, and each damsel to return to her chamber. He abode with her the rest of the night, and when dawned the day, he sent for chirurgeons and leeches, and bade them medicine her, knowing not that her sickness arose from love and longing. I tarried with her till I deemed her in a way of recovery, and this is what kept me from thee. I have now left her with a number of her body-women, who were greatly concerned for her, when she bade me go to you too and bring her news of Ali bin Bakkar, and return to her with the tidings. When Abul Hasan heard her story, he marvelled and said, By Allah, I have acquainted thee with his whole case, so now return to thy mistress, and salute her for me, and diligently exhort her to have patience, and say to her, Keep thy secret, and tell her that I know all her case, which is indeed hard, and one which calleth for nice conduct. She thanked him, and taking leave of him, returned to her mistress. So far concerning her, but as regards Abu al-Hasan, he ceased not to abide in his shop till the end of the day, when he arose and shut it and locked it, and betaking himself to Ali bin Bakkar's house, knocked at the door. One of the servants came out and admitted him, and when Ali saw him, he smiled and congratulated himself on his coming, saying, o abu al-hasan thou hast desolated me by thine absence this day for indeed my soul is pledged to thee during the rest of my time answered the other leave this talk were thy healing at the price of my hand i would cut it off ere thou couldst ask me and could i ransom thee with my life i had already laid it down for thee now this very day shams al-nahar's handmaid hath been with me and told me that what hindered her coming ere this was the caliph's sojourn with her mistress and she acquainted me with everything which had betided her 
and he went on to repeat to him all that the girl had told him of Shams al-Nahar, at which Ali bin Bakkar lamented sore, and wept, and said to him, Allah upon thee, O my brother, help me in this affliction, and teach me what course I shall take. Moreover, I beg thee of thy grace to abide with me this night, that I may have the solace of thy society. Abu al-Hasan agreed to this request, replying that he would readily night there. So they talked together till eventide darkened, when Ali bin Bakkar groaned aloud and lamented and wept copious tears, reciting these couplets. Thine image in these ein a lip thy name, my heart thy home, how couldst thou disappear? How sore I grieve for life which comes to end nor see I boon of union far or near. And these the words of another. She split my cask of courage with eye-swords that sorely smite. She pierced my patience ring-mail with her shape like cane-spear light. Patched by the musky mole on cheek was to our sight displayed. Comfort set round with ambergris, light dawning through the night. Her soul was sorrowed, and she bit carnelian stone with pearls, whose unions in a sugar tank ever to lurk unite. Restless she sighed and smote with palm the snows that clothed her breast, and left a mark thereon I looked and never beheld such sight, pens fashioned of her coral nails with amber grief for ink. Five lines on crystal page of breast did cruelly indite. O swordsman armed with trusty steel, I bid you all beware, When she on you bends deadly glance which fascinates the sprite. And guard thyself, O thou of spear, Whenas she draweth near, To tilt with slender quivering shape like the nut-brown spear. And when Ali bin Bakkar ended his verse, he cried out with a great cry and fell down in a fit. Abu al-Hasan thought that his soul had fled his body, and he ceased not from his swoon till daybreak, when he came to himself and talked with his friend, who continued to sit with him till the forenoon. Then he left him and repaired to his shop, and hardly had he opened it, when, lo, the damsel came and stood by his side. As soon as he saw her, she made him a sign of salutation, which he returned, and she delivered to him the greeting message of her mistress, and asked, How doth Ali bin Bakkar? answered he, O handmaid of good, ask me not of his case, nor what he suffereth for excess of love-longing. He sleepeth not by night, neither resteth he by day. Wakefulness wasteth him, and care hath conquered him, and his condition is a consternation to his friend. Quoth she, My lady saluteth thee and him, and she hath written him a letter, for indeed she is in worse case than he, and she entrusted the same to me, saying, Do not return save with the answer, and do thou obey my bidding. Here now is the letter, so say, Wilt thou wend with me to him, that we may get his reply? I hear and obey, answered Abu al-Hasan, and locking his shop and taking with him the girl, he went by a way different from that whereby he came to Ali bin Bakkar's house, 
where he left her standing at the door and walked in. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the one hundred and fifty-eighth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Abu al-Hasan went with the girl to the house of Ali, son of Bakkar, where he left her standing at the door and walked in to his great joy. And Abu al-Hasan said to him, The reason of my coming is that such an one hath sent his handmaid to thee with a letter containing his greeting to thee and mentioning therein that the cause of his not coming to thee was a matter that hath betided him. The girl standeth even now at the door. Shall she have leave to enter? And he signed to him that it was Shams al-Nahar's slave-girl. Ali understood his signal and answered, Bring her in. And when he saw her, he shook for joy and signed to her, How doth thy lord? Allah grant him health and healing. He is well, answered she, and pulling out the letter, gave it to him. He took it, and kissing it, opened and read it after which he handed it to Abul Hassan, who found these verses written therein. This messenger shall give my news to thee. Patience what while my sight thou canst not see. A lover leaves in love's insanity, whose eyne abide on wake incessantly. I suffer patience pangs in woes that none of men can medicine such my destiny. Keep cool thine eyes, never shall my heart forget, nor without dream of thee one day shall be. Look what befell thy wasted frame, and thence argue what I'm doomed for love to dree. And afterwards without fingers I have written to thee, and without tongue I have spoken to thee. To resume my case, I have an eye wherefrom sleeplessness departeth not and a heart when sorrowful thought stirreth not. It is with me as though health I had never known, nor in sadness ever ceased to wone, nor spent an hour in pleasant place, but it is as if I were made up of pine and of the pain of passion and chagrin. Sickness unceasingly troubleth, and my yearning ever redoubleth. Desire still groweth, and longing in my heart still gloweth. I pray Allah to hasten our union, and dispel of my mind the confusion. And I would fain thou favour me with some words of thine, that I may cheer my heart in pain and repine. Moreover, I would have thee put on patience leaf until Allah vouchsafe relief, and his peace be with thee. When Ali bin Bakkar had read this letter, he said in weak accents and feeble voice, With what hand shall I write, and with what tongue shall I make moan and lament? Indeed she addeth sickness to my sickness, and draweth death upon my death. Then he sat up, and taking in hand ink-case and paper, wrote the following reply. In the name of Allah, the compassionating, the compassionate, Thy letter hath reached me, O my lady, and hath given ease to a sprite worn out with passion and love-longing, and hath brought healing to a wounded heart cankered with languishment and sickness. For indeed I am become even as saith the poet, Straitened bosom reveres dispread, 
slumberless eyelids body wearied patience cut short disunion lungsomest reason deranged and heart whose leaf is fled and know that complaining is unavailing but it eateth him whom love-longing disordereth and separation destroyeth and with repeating union i keep myself comforted and how fine is the saying of the poet who said did not in love plight joys and sorrows meet how would the message of the writ be sweet when he had made an end of his letter he handed it to abul hasan saying read it and give it to the damsel so he took it and read it and its words stirred his soul and its meaning wounded his vitals then he committed it to the girl and when she took it ali bin bakkar said to her salute thy lady for me and acquaint her with my love and longing and how passion is blended with my flesh and my bones and say to her that in very deed i need a woman who shall snatch me from the sea of destruction and save me from this dilemma for of a truth fortune oppresses me with her visitudes and is there any helper to free me from her turpitudes and he wept and the damsel wept for his weeping then she took leave of him and went forth and abul hasan went out with her and farewelled her so she ganged her gait, and he returned to his shop, which he opened, and sat down there, as was his one. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the one hundred and fifty-ninth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Abu al-Hasan farewelled the slave-girl, and returned to his shop, which he opened and sat down there, according to his custom. But as he tarried, he found his heart oppressed, and his breast straitened, and he was perplexed about his case. So he ceased not from melancholy the rest of that day and night and on the morrow he betook himself to ali bin bakkar with whom he sat till the folk withdrew when he asked him how he did ali began to complain of desire and to descant upon the longing and distraction which possessed him and repeated these words of the poet men have plained of pining before my time live and dead by parting been terrified but such feelings as those which my ribs immure i have never heard of nor ever espied and these of another poet i have borne for thy love what never bore for his fair case the daft one height of old yet i chase not the wildings of wold and wild like case for madness is manifold thereupon quoth abu al hasan never did i see or hear of one like unto thee in thy love when thou sufferest all this transport and sickness and trouble being enamoured of one who returneth thy passion how would it be with thee if she whom thou lovest were contrary and contumelious and thy case were discovered through her perfidy and ali the son of bakkar says abu al hasan was pleased with my words, and he relied upon them, and he thanked me for what I had said and done. I had a friend, continued Abul Hassan, 
to whom I discovered my affair and that of Ali, and who knew that we were intimates, but none other than he was acquainted with what was betwixt us. He was wont to come to me and inquire how Ali did, and after a little he began to ask me about the damsel. But I fenced him off, saying, She invited him to her, and there was between him and her as much as can possibly take place, and this is the end of their affair. But I have devised me a plan and an idea which I would submit to thee. Asked his friend, And what is that? Answered Abu al-Hasan, I am a person well known to have much dealing among men and women, and I fear, O my brother, lest the affair of these twain come to light, and this lead to my death, and the seizure of my goods, and the rending of my repute, and that of my family. Wherefore I have resolved to get together my monies, and make ready forthright and repair to the city of Bassorah, and there abide, till I see what cometh of their case, that none may know of me. For love hath lorded over both, and correspondence passeth between them. At this present their go-between and confidant is a slave-girl, who hath till now kept their counsel. But I fear, lest haply anxiety get the better of her, and she discover their secret to some one, and the matter, being bruited abroad, might bring me to great grief, and prove the cause of my ruin." for I have no excuse to offer my accusers. Rejoined his friend, Thou hast acquainted me with a parlous affair, from the like of which the wise and understanding will shrink with fear. Allah avert from thee the evil thou dreadest, with such dread, and save thee from the consequences thou apprehendest. Assuredly thy wrecking is aright. So Abu al-Hasan returned to his place, and began ordering his affairs, and preparing for his travel. Nor had three days passed ere he made an end of his business, and fared forth Basra wards. His friend came to visit him three days after, but finding him not, asked of him from the neighbors, who answered, He set out for Basra three days ago for he had dealings with its merchants, and he is gone thither to collect monies from his debtors, but he will soon return. The young man was confounded at the news, and knew not whither to wend, and he said in his mind, Would I had not parted from Abu al-Hasan! Then he bethought him of some plan whereby he should gain access to Ali bin Bakkar. So he went to his lodging, and said to one of his servants, ask leave for me of thy lord that i may go in and salute him the servant entered and told his master and presently returning invited the man to walk in so he entered and found ali bin bakkar thrown back on the pillow and saluted him ali returned his greeting and bade him welcome whereupon the young man began to excuse himself for having held aloof from him all that while and added o oh, my lord between Abu al-Hasan and myself there was close friendship, so that I used to trust him with my secrets, and could not severe myself from him an hour. Now it so chanced that I was absent three days' space on certain business with a company of my friends, and when I came back and went to him, I found his shop locked up, so I asked the neighbors about him, and they replied, He is gone to Basra. Now I know he had no surer friend than thou, so, by Allah, 
tell me what thou knowest of him when ali bin bakkar heard this his colour changed and he was troubled and answered i never heard you this day of his departure and if the case be as thou sayest weariness is come upon me and he began repeating for joys that are no more i want to weep while friends and lovers stood by me unscattered this day when disunited me and them fortune i weep lost loves and friendship shattered then he hung his head groundwards in thought a while and presently raising it and looking to one of his servants said go to abu al hasan's house and acquire anent him whether he be at home or journeying abroad if they say he is abroad ask whither he be gone the servant went out and returning after a while said to his master when i asked for abu al hasan his people told me that he was gone on a journey to bassorah but i saw a damsel standing at the door who knowing me by sight though i knew her not said to me art thou not servant to ali bin bakkar even so answered i and she rejoined i bear a message for him from one who is the dearest of all folk to him so she came with me and she is now standing at the door quoth ali bin bakkar bring her in the servant went out to her and brought her in and the man who was with ali looked at her and found her pretty then she advanced to the son of bakkar and saluted him and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section 20 of the book of a thousand nights and a night volume 3 read by lars rolander